Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Take2Radio. I'm Pam, your host, and tonight's going to be a great night, wouldn't you say, gang? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Let's show some enthusiasm. Get it going. Come on. Yay! 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 Oh. <laughs> okay, okay, don't blow her eardrums out. <laughs> we won't. We're that excited. I mean, come on now, it's daytime royalty. I mean, I feel, I feel like I should have got dressed up. <laughs> Isn't this I mean, I truth? did. I actually did get dressed up. I mean, this is a special occasion. Like, you know. Hello, everyone. Oh, there we are. Hi. Well, tonight's special guest is none other than the multi-award winning actress, producer, writer, director, um, superwoman, let's just say, Katie McLean. Welcome, Katie. <laughs> Yay. Hey, thank you Did, so much for having me. You're welcome. Hi, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Uh, did they blow your eardrums out? I hope not. <laughs> not at all. I love hearing all that enthusiasm and positivity. That was great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so how's you your day going? You called for a and a holler. And then, That's right. Oh, good. That's right. Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> well, anyway... The gang's all here. We're happy to have you, and we know we don't have you, like, forever because we could ask a bazillion questions. So we'll get right right into it. Um, All right. Since most of the questions from my crew are about soaps or directing, I'd actually like to go back to the point of your life where you decided to be in the entertainment world. Were you, like, 5, 15? Where did this start? Oh, gosh. Um, You know, uh, when I was a very, very little girl, uh, my mother had a dresser in the garage filled with uh, what we called dress-up clothes. And she would hang uh, these sort of filmy sheets, like um, shears, you know, that you use uh, over your windows, not the curtains, Mm -hmm. but these little sort of thin ones called shears, uh, in the trees in the backyard. And so we would put on, uh, my dad was in the Coast Guards, and, my, and, and she had just some wonderful other knickknacks and bits and bobs in that, in that interesting little old dresser. 
And so we would put on these crazy outfits and um, run around in the in the shears and play, you know, pretend. And I, I really think it all happened there. It was putting on these personalities that weren't weren't us uh, and and playing. And that's really what it was where the sort of the acting bug got in there, I think. <laughs> yeah, interesting, because I think probably a lot of children do that. I, I mean, I mm. know that I used to be downstairs in the basement singing my heart out on my fake mic to Donny Osmond. So, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, yes. Uh, yes. I didn't follow through with that after high school, so it kind of, you know, went in a different direction. Um, did you take acting classes in, in high school or drama club or anything or college? You know, uh, that started when I was about 15, and I realized um, I was already a professional actor, but I realized I really didn't understand the craft of acting. And I didn't want to fall into what I could see in Los Angeles already was sort of like the cult of personality where people were getting jobs because they were cute kids and they were Mm -hmm. funny or just naturally appealing young people. And I just didn't, I knew I didn't have that. (laughs) I knew I just didn't have that force of personality, but I did have that ability to, put on a character and disappear into a character and, and, and do that. So that's when I realized I had to start studying. And, and it also gave me some sort of knowingness and ability because, you know, walking into these rooms where, where you're auditioning for producers that, you know, are people that are, have a lot of power can be very intimidating. And so if you don't have tools to, to use uh, and you just think you should be charming um, or, you know, you're just you're just trying to do the best you can with what you've got. It's that's a very um, uh, unsteadying and unstabilizing feeling, and I didn't like that at all. So I was like, okay, what do I got to do? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I think yeah. a lot of people quit at that point, but you persevered. Thank God. Yeah, well, then she got yeah, that long coach. Well, on uh, on Cheers, you mean on Cheers? Yes, cheers. Yes. Yes, I'm playing coach's niece. I know where you're going with that. Yes. Um, yeah, so it's really funny. I think I was uh, uh, 16 when that happened, and I started studying when I was 15. So that's really that's really smart of you to, to point that out there as a correlation there. So I, I had some something I could, I could really put out there in that audition that helped me to get that. Because previously I'd gotten a lot of really interesting roles, but I, I really kind of – wavered and I didn't feel quite as confident as I as I might have and and with that I didn't have a lot more confidence about what I was doing and and it helped and it made a difference and very soon after that I got a play and then that play went to an off-Broadway tryout which brought me to New York and then I got to study some more in New York City which was amazing Um, and soon after that led to more roles and then to all my children. So I'm a well, big believer in studying. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Do you feel like it's, you know, I know each person that teaches acting classes has their own way of doing it, but do you feel that different sides of the United States is even a bigger difference, like from California to New York? You know, it's interesting. I do think there's a difference um, between the coast. But um, but definitely there is a similarity as well in that there's been a method tradition that has crossed over 
Um, and then there's been an evolution, which uh, actually, uh, interestingly enough, has happened out here in, in L.A., where they've gone back to uh, uh, even, you know, pre-checkoff to discover, um, <laughs> I know it sounds so highbrow here, but like, you know, some of the early intentions of, um, of that technique. And and they discovered, you know, really it, it is about creating characters. It isn't about pulling up your worst, you know, things that ever happened to you and crying over that or reenacting those experiences. It's a, it's a creative, um, imaginative type of, of work. And, and when I came out here and I studied at this place called the Acting Center, I, it was like I rediscovered uh, the craft all over again. And it really saved me because I was kind of burning out on the method technique. I was like, I really don't want to dredge up this stuff anymore. This is just not fun anymore. And, You're right. And they were, you know, and then they were like, oh, no, like, try this. And I was like, oh, my God, this is great. <laughs> it's fun again. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, so, you definitely got to fun. <laughs> that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. It, you know, it's funny. I just watched uh, Freddie Smith from Days of Our Lives today on Instagram. He put out a little video, and it, he was talking about, how he brings himself to tears for all those scenes that he had to do on days and that. And he Uh said that he watched YouTube, like somebody rescuing a puppy, like nothing really sad, but something that made an impact on him that was emotional. And he would watch that about 30 seconds before he had to go live on set. And that would bring him (laughs) to almost tears. And then when they said, you know, do your scene, then he would just like burst out crying. How do you do it? Is it natural or is wow. it just bringing up those emotions like you were talking about? That's so funny. Um, Isn't it? I wouldn't you know, expect I've, that. I've, I wouldn't either. I mean, it's been different things for me throughout the years, but I, you know, sometimes in certain things, uh, one of the things that has worked for me is to think about the suffering of someone who's actually, you know, gone through that scenario, people who've actually lost a baby or actually been assaulted, um, you know, whatever it was that I were actually, you know, been terribly betrayed, you know, I think about mm-hmm. other people and then I think, well, I can't, I can't not do my best because I have, I owe it to them, you know, because they really lived it. I'm just pretending, you know, right. so if I can do it real enough, it kind of, it kind of validates their suffering. And, and I think that's something that I've always wanted to make sure people knew that I, I really cared about the, the real people that this happened to. And, um, you know, I, I have found that for myself, if I've ever tried to, it to be me, it, it just, uh, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't work. I just don't, I can't, I, it sometimes it'll do like some sort of, I don't know, it'll just run through my personality, but it'd be me. It, it's just uh, that, that doesn't work for me. I don't know why it just doesn't. Yeah. 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 I think about, I think about other people and, and that, that level of compassion that I can have can sometimes just put me in that, my imagination in that world, you know? Well, whatever works for you. I mean, because you definitely pull it off. We always believed you when you cried. We didn't think anyone was putting Mm -hmm. a dropper of tears by your eyes, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You could feel, you could feel your emotion. So, Mm -hmm. We appreciate well, I, I that. I've also, you're welcome. And, 
you know, listen, who hasn't had their fair share of suffering in this world? You know, mm-hmm. everybody gets to go through it. And I'm certainly, uh, I've had my, my, you know, allotment and then some. And, you know, so we know, like, if you know about suffering, if you know about sadness, then, you know, then you can, you can talk about it and you can, you can be with it and, um, and not be afraid of it. Cause it's, you know, it's yours, you know, it, you know, that, that world and that feeling, you know, it's yeah. funny. It's act, talking about acting is funny. It's sort of like, you know, if we were talking about the color red or mixing colors or whatever, it would seem so much more real, but talking about emotions, it seems so um, ephemeral and, and strange, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, such a funny definitely. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll ask you one more question before I set the other guys on you. Um, <laughs> guys and gals, I should sure. say. Um, yeah. Are we ever going to get any more of Susie F. and Homemaker? Because I just can't get enough of her. I oh my God, love yes. her. I love her. I, and I know so many others do. Yes. Well, that is very encouraging. You know, I do think about it. Maybe that is what I should do. I I sure and I started out doing it really just for myself and just for fun and the reaction was so strong I was a little scared and I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, people wanted me to like make Susie stuff and I was like, Oh, oh, I don't know if I can do that but then every once in a while she'll just sort of sneak out and I kinda like just dropping her. <laughs> yeah. Just dropping her like sneaky, like here she is. She's just coming up again. So uh yeah, yeah, definitely. She's she hasn't gone anywhere. She'll come back. Uh, we're well, so happy to hear that yeah n- oh, no good. pressure no pressure but we're we're waiting <laughs> oh good good that's me i love that all right thank you you're welcome okay next up we have david david go ahead okay oh katie this is such a pleasure Ah, thanks david um my first question to you and let me see what did you take from being an actress that aided you to become a director? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I think a, a, the main thing has been um, knowing what that actor is feeling that I am trying to give a direction to and realizing that um, when I was an actor, I liked a very – simple direction, making it really clean and really simple and, and showing them that I trusted that that person could understand what I was saying and would execute it and be able to do that job and do it well. And like giving, showing them that I have confidence in them as opposed to like when a director would be like, can you do that? And I'm like, hell yeah, I can do that step back. What are you talking about? I got this job. You know, like, come on, like, you know, so I like to make those show those actors that I'm absolutely confident in them that they absolutely can do it. It's there, and then they just need to like just add this little color or just lean that way, and and um, you know, or what, helping them to always know where the camera is, no, letting them know that I want them to look their best and give their best, and um, and that's what my job is is to make sure that they're they know that that I care about their performance, um, and that's 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 really helped me. I think, and, and help the actors that I've worked with feel like, wow, she's, you know, she cares. It's not just about her shot or, you know, worrying about time or making sure that the, you know, writer is happy. It's, it's very much about um, 
it's ultimately if the performance isn't there, then you could have the greatest story in the world, and you're like, woof, that guy's a lemon, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Why they hire that person? You know? <laughs> you gotta have you gotta have that acting going, or else uh, or else it's all kind of for naught, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that one. My second sure. question to you is which of your daytime roles challenged you the most as an actress and what did you learn from that experience? Oh, that's also a good question. Um, well, I think, boy, you know, stepping into um, stepping into other people's, you know, established characters. I've done it twice now. Both times are very difficult, and both times I feel like I've had to sort of put my own mark on it because if I tried to ex- do exactly what someone else did in that role, um, you know, uh, uh, Rosanna on As the World Turns and Jennifer on Days were both, um, gosh, you know what, and so was um, Kelly. So, so was Dixie. Was Kelly on, and, well, Dixie was actually, well, you're right, though. You're right. They were all, <laughs> they were all recasting. Oh, my so God. Funny. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yep. Yeah, I mean, but it, each one for a different reason. I, you know, totally. Um, and I guess I just had I. So boy, I, I don't know how to answer that question because they were. I, what I was going to say was like those two were particularly unique. But um, the trick in all of that is just don't watch the other person too much. You know, otherwise it just becomes intimidating. I mean, that's the, that's the challenge. That's the answer to your question is the challenge is taking taking over a role that somebody else has played and like how do you do that without becoming intimidated especially if they were very good or extraordinarily beautiful as some of those women were and I was like hmm, I'm a little uh, different looking so hmm, what do we do here you know so I just really try to do my personal best and I I've learned over the years that that is that that's asking the right question of myself, you know, and, and trying to give the, my personal best to the audience. And, and that seems to have been the way I've been able to overcome it. And, you know, my, my expectations of myself are pretty high, you know, I, especially with the training that I've had is so, uh, so much um, research that I have to do. So it's a lot of confronting what other people have done. And, um, and that's, you know, it's just hard. It's just you just have to look and you have to see, okay, this is what this character is about. This is what the audience is expecting. You know, you have to deliver this while still finding, you know, my own, my own way, my way, my own way into it. Um, yeah, so it's hard. <laughs> it's hard sometimes. But, uh, but you know, when, it, when I, I guess I've always been lucky, though, that the people that I've gotten to work with, have been great, and so that helps it make make helps it become more of a soft landing. If that makes sense. Well, thank you so much for answering my questions. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, David. Next up, we have Carolyn. Hi. <laughs> this is um, <laughs> this is such a pleasure. You're a, a breath of fresh air. You sound wonderful. Thank you. Thank Aww. you. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lovely to be let's here. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about burnt feathers, broken wings, and how and why oh, that yeah. documentary came about. Absolutely. Oh, thanks for asking about that. Um, 
So there's an organization called Kids in the Spotlight, and they are a not-for-profit organization that helps foster youth tell their own stories through the medium of film. And um, they've been around for a few years now. Um, Ty Burrell is a big uh, proponent, um, kind of one of their main faces from Modern Family um, of the organization, uh, as well as an incredible woman named Taiji Charity. And a friend of ours who is a showrunner here in Los Angeles, Robert Munich, and his wife, Ingrid Rogers, um, were, have been involved with the organization for many years. And they asked me, like, hey, do you want to come and, and make some films with us? So uh, John and I both, John, my husband, um, and I both made films for them a few. Let's see, I think this, Burnt Feathers is my third, I think. And, um, and it was their first documentary. And so the girls had asked if I would um, do it because they'd heard about the documentary, Seeing is Believing, and about female directors that I'd made. And, and so I was just blown away that they had requested me. And so I had to, originally I wasn't going to do it. And then I was, I was like, oh, no, if the girls knew, know about me and they asked for me, then I have to do it. And, um, right. and I'm so glad that I did because these girls are incredible. You know, their honesty because it's these foster girls who've been struggling with substance abuse issues. And, you know, these kids in particular had been moved around so many times, like the lack of stability is is just shattering. Um, They are, they have to be placed in a home because in the special kinds kinds of homes because they can't be moved anymore. They've been moved so much, 15, 16, 17 times houses, you know, like their heads are spinning. So, this place was really special. Um, they worked really hard with the girls to make this documentary. And um, uh, does anybody else hear like a rattling sound? Yeah, I'm hearing it That's too. Just me. No, okay. I heard it. It's oh. weird. Okay. Oh, it's, it's like a ball there. in a metal box. All right. Well, maybe it'll go away. Anyway, um, these. Uh, these girls were just really brave to put their story on film and, and to take the time to really write what their lives were like. And so um, I feel really blessed to have been able to go in there and, and put it on film. And, and, of course, you know, we shoot these films in a day. So it's go, go, go. <laughs> but because of working on soap, you know, I know how to move really fast. So so we got it, and I'm, I'm really proud. It's, it won um, Best uh, uh social impact film at the Santa Fe Film Festival in 2020 and uh, Best Short Documentary at the Mystic Film Festival in 2020, um, as well as playing the New York Independent Film Festival and some others. And, uh, and I'm just really proud. I'm really, I'm really proud of it. And the girls are doing really well. And that's really like the whole point. They, uh, it won all of its um, categories at the, there was a Paramount Studio uh, screening, sported screening. And um, it won all the all of its categories that year. And you know, the, to see the the impact on these girls, you know how proud they were uh, to have made the film. I mean, it changed their lives. You know, it impacted yeah. their sense of self. And I just love that. That was just beautiful. It was beautiful to to be a part of and to see. I'm I'm just super grateful that I was able to be a part of making that. Well, happen. so so yeah, so so rewarding. Well, you're. You're warm and engaging, and I'm sure one of the main things was to gain their trust. For sure, for sure. And, you know, one of the ways I did that was 
to bring in a camera before we started um, uh, filming. So we had several rehearsals or, or just even discussions where they could touch the camera, they could look behind the camera and see the other girls shooting, just to make it like a very familiar, like a pen, you know, or a, you know, a piece of paper or a typewriter or a computer, you know, like here's a camera. And the cameras can be very intimidating. And I know I, I was extraordinarily intimidated by cameras for much of my life. And uh, until I learned about like ways to make that camera my friend and and uh, or to have a kind of communication with the camera, and so so I tried to do that right away so that they wouldn't feel so intimidated. And then just to make the whole experience fun, you know, and get get them all rooting for each other. And they did that, and oh, and that that wonder, became really special. Idea. Yeah, wonderful concept that, uh, and and getting them engaged uh, probably made a big a big impact on them. Yeah, I think so. You know, one of them wants to be a writer, which is great. And she's in uh, junior college now, which is so awesome. And, uh, um, you know, just, just that much, you know, is, uh, is so great, as well as the confidence, you know, just a sense of, like, I can be seen, I can tell my story, you know, uh, I have something to say, and it can be heard and, and heard and received and, and received well by the world. Like, I don't have to fear how people are going to receive me. Um, they're going to, they're going to celebrate me. They're going to support me. Like, this is a good world. They're good people in the world. And they, they want, you know, that they want these kids to, to do, to do well and not to just suffer, you know, or just, you know, say, Oh, well, I'm just, you know, too bad for me. You know, that's it. I'm done. Start out bad. I got a rough ride, you know, no, it doesn't right. have to be like that, you know? Yeah, yeah right. wonder, wonderful that you could you could inspire them for sure. Um, yeah. My second question is, um, I'm sure it, it would be difficult to choose, <laughs> but what what is what is more rewarding for you, winning an Emmy uh, for acting or winning an Emmy for directing? Oh, <laughs> you know, I'll take either one. <laughs> yeah, we don't shy away from the hard questions. <laughs> I like. That. I don't know. Right, chocolate or vanilla? They don't like them both. Um, you know, I have not won an Emmy for directing, but I've been nominated. I wish I could say that I won an Emmy for directing. Um, Oh, but okay. uh, yeah, yeah. The not the just being nominated though, I have to say, did not suck at all, at all. Okay. I think <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much work that goes in, you know, and when you get to be chosen by your peers to just have that nomination, it's just like you're just being put. You the community is saying you're one of us. We are lauding that, you know. And I always say the nomination is the win. You know, the, the, it's so hard sometimes. There's so many, so many great performances, so much great work. You know, which one to get to the win? It's, it can be such, so many factors go into that. Um, right. So, which so is I, harder? That's what I which, say. Which, yeah. Which is harder, acting yeah. or uh, directing? <laughs> which well, one is harder? Well, it's so much about circumstance. Um, you know, it, it just depends. Uh, I think directing is harder only because. Um, you never stop. Like when you're the director, you're going all day long and you have to, it's like running a marathon. And fortunately, like I say, I always say with soaps, you know, they are the most, like, it's like when people say it's like um, 
being in the army or boot camp or something like that, when you're a front burner character, um, it is exactly like that. I mean, I literally, I remember time on World Turns where I was first to be, uh, my scenes were first up uh, in the day to be shot. And our shoot time was 8.30 a.m. Oh, brutal. So, so I know like in the movies, you know, sometimes they're shooting in the middle of the night. But we go year long. So it's different. You know, it's like the never stop. And uh, um, so I remember, you know, we got our blocking at 7 a.m. There was no change on that. And you had to be in hair and makeup by 8.30. And they didn't bring your wardrobe to your dressing room. And where the blocking, the room where we got the blocking, was like all the way on the other side of the building, which was like two blocks long. So I had to run from from the blocking two blocks to pick up my wardrobe, back a block to get get it on to my dressing room, then down the stairs to hair and makeup. And by the time I got to set, I mean, I was just panting. It's like, (laughs) and then like pull yourself together, dry your face off, and act, you know, <laughs> and there was very little dress rehearsal. We had a dress rehearsal and then tape, and oh my god, it was very challenging. It was well, crazy. now now we know how actors stay in shape. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you, well, so thank you, you Carolyn. Yeah. Sure. Thank you for having right. fun. Next up, we have Anthony. Anthony. Anthony? Yeah. Oh. Hey, Katie, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. So we've actually met twice. Um, once in the Staten Island Mall, and I was bawling like, like a, you know, I was about 17 years old, bawling like a child. And you were so <laughs> gracious and wonderful. And both times that I met you, um, you, you know, you, you stayed until the very last person got their picture taken, their signature. And I think the fans out there should know that every time, you know, you're out there doing your thing, supporting the shows, you've always been absolutely wonderful. And when I was bowling, I remember you said, do you want a hug? And I was like, I can hug you? <laughs> it was Aww. one of those moments. <laughs> But, um, (laughs) I have two, um, very soapy, soapy questions for you. And the first is you've been, you've been very, um, honest and, and out there about your relationship with John. Um, I, you know, obviously as the world turns was the catalyst for, for the beginning of that. And I think, you know, our listeners out there would love to know, when you watch John, especially, you know, on General Hospital, do you ever have cringeworthy moments when he's Ryan, or do you ever have those moments like, oh, my God, that's why I fell in love with him when he's Kevin? Oh, that's so funny. Um, that is the most adorable question. Um, I was going to say my cringeworthy moment was when he and Maura were kissing. As uh, as I think it was oh my God, yes. and um, and and him and I was like, oh, that's how you kiss me? No, no, no! I can't. What's that? And uh, you know, I was like, no. But uh, yeah, that was that was hard. That was hard because it was so you know romantic and intimate, and so they loved each other so much. But at the same time. I love those two together as characters. I, I really thought that they were going to make um, 
Kevin and and her uh, Ava a, a couple because I was like, why wouldn't she fall for Kevin if she was fell so hard for Ryan? I mean, they got a lot in common, right? Um, but they didn't go that way. I I just think Maura and John as a couple on as a soap opera couple um, are just magical, 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 magical. I mean, you know, I love watching them in a scene. I'm always like. You know, sometimes John comes home if he's on, and, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, I watched. And I go, wait a minute, you watched? You have to wait for me. I want to watch this. I want to see everything he does, every moment, every twitch, every twinkle, every turn. I just enjoy it so much. He's so good, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, well I, I, you I know, know, as you... a soap fan and a commentator, I absolutely have to thank you for being as open about, you know, yours and John's life and all the things that, that, that are you outside of the soap world. You know, we really have a full 360-degree picture of you as a person, and, mm-hmm. and we really love that about you. Um, Aww, so my thank second you. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. First off, I have to say, you know, stepping into a character like um, Jennifer, on Days of Our Lives, you know, someone who has defined that role. And, yes, there was one other person who stepped into the role short, you know, for a short period of time. But, you know, stepping into that role, it was absolutely courageous, and you made it your own. So having said that, most of the roles that you've taken in daytime have actually been roles that you had to make your own because someone else put a little bit of a stamp on it before you. Um, Can you tell us what your major daytime roles mean to you today and if you want to tease us a little bit with where you think they might be today, we wouldn't uh, shy away from that as well. Ah, I love it. Well, <laughs> boy, what do I, what do I mean? I mean, looking back, I mean, you know, it's so funny. Somebody posted uh, a YouTube clip of, like, Pat and Dixie throughout the years. And, you know, I, and I watched it recently. And I was just so proud, you know. I'm, I'm just really proud to have been able to deliver performances, you know, with Michael, those years with Michael, I mean, we worked so hard and we wanted to be so good. We wanted to be the best. And we, we fought and we struggled and pushed against each other. And then we brought it all to the, to the camera in order for you guys to like, to have that just kind of experience with us. And I'm so proud that, uh, you know, I've been able to kind of duplicate that in other characters and in other scenarios. Um, But I I guess it's when people come back to me and they remember those things and they, or they make these videos and they say, Hey, I loved all these scenes and I saved them and I remember them and they were part of my life or they were a part of my growing up and, you know, I always say when you're on a soap or even on a TV show, you don't get to feel the audience like you do when you're in the theater. So right. when I meet somebody or I see these sort of testimonials to what the show meant to people in their lives, I'm like, oh, that's our applause, you know? Like, that's, and, and you know, actors love applause. So <laughs> it's so great. And so I feel really, I feel really grateful, you know. I just feel proud and, and grateful that I was able to, to be there to communicate with the audience, to, to give some entertainment, to play some of these roles. And, um, and uh, you know, there's, uh, there's always more to come, you know. But, but if this was it, if there was never any more, 
then I would say, wow, I got, I had a, I had a great time and a great, so many great roles and my gosh, you know, and how gracious has Mickey been? I mean, you know, I think people try, there, there are some people who are like, you know, you know. They want the rivals. And yeah. and they want the rivalry, rivalry, but it's just not there, you know. It's just not, it doesn't exist. Like, <laughs> he's uh, so kind, and, and uh, I have I have been really blessed by, by that kindness. And, um, and you know, I, I'm just really grateful for that because it's, it, it, you know, it just shows again, you know, there's good people in the world. There's good people in the world cheering for each other, wishing each other well. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm glad to have that, but, you know, I'm glad to be a part of that. It just makes me feel really good. Uh, <laughs> well, from a 17 year old kid who got that hug in the Staten Island mall, you made, you know, you made all of the roles your own. And we, you know, there was, very little line between Katie and Dixie at that point, you know, you hadn't gone to as the world turns at that point, you know, there was, you were Dixie and you were battling those things on screen, but in my own home, you know, I was battling things that were close to it. And when you said, Mm -hmm. you know, do you want a hug? I, from that 17 year old kid, thank you for, for being as open as you've been all these years. Mm, Oh, you're so welcome. You know, I, I do get it, you know, when things are tough, it, it's hard. And but what I always like to say is, like, you know, like, look at how far you've come and look at what you've done now. And you have this great opportunity to turn around and give some other 17-year-old kid a hug, you know? Because you made it, I man. I hope so, yes. You made it. Yeah. Yeah, you know? Definitely. So, um, I'm sure you have, and I'm, I'm sure you will. Cause it's, uh, it's, been, it's a great you. feeling, you know? Yeah. Thank you, Anthony. Yeah, I have to say that, you know, we're so impressed and we believe that you deserve every single Emmy you got as an actress and any awards that you got, you know, for your films and that. But we need to find some kind of award to give you as a person, Katie, because you are just. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just. So wonderful. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> so sweet. Oh, well, you know, I have my award. I am I am married to an incredible man and uh, and yep. you know, and he is uh, he is just a great person and you know, I guess the award you could give to me and it would be to just keep on supporting John on General Hospital and Giving him shout outs, you know, because he just deserves a lot, a lot of love and a lot of recognition. He's a quiet guy, you know, he doesn't, he's not one of those guys out there, you know, saying, look at me. He just like does the work and goes, comes home. And, but like, that right. would be a gift to me. That would be, you know. Well, girl, tell you. him to come to take yeah. your radio because we would absolutely love to highlight him too. <laughs> yeah, I will do the whole cheerleading. I will do. I will do the whole cheerleading <laughs> thing. I yeah. support everybody. Everybody knows this about me. <laughs> okay, well, awesome. I will, I will tell him. Then he would love had, that. That would be great. So there you go. We, we, had John, we had John on years ago, but why not okay. catch up again? So, you know, that would be a pleasure. Yeah. Um, oh, great. Thank you, Anthony. So next up is Candace. Hi, Katie. How are you? Hey, Candace. I'm good. How are you? Good. This is this is probably going to be the first time that I'm actually a little nervous. 
Yeah, mark that down. Because uh, it's the first time I'm nervous. See, because I, it's, it's crazy because, you know, Anthony had a story about you. I met you, it was 2000, was it 2005, 2006 at the All My Children luncheon. And okay. it was my first time. It was my first time going. And I was just like, okay, this is, this is really happening. This is happening. Mm-hmm. And you were sitting mm-hmm. next to Jeff Branson. And Jeff oh. was like saying, this, this shows you how good of a memory I have. And Jeff was like, don't be nervous. She's okay. She's okay to talk to. And I'm just like, I know, I know. And you looked over at me and you said, are you okay? Did you just see Susan Lucy? And I said, I, I saw her, but I, I wanted to see you. Like, you were, the, you were like uh. the person that I wanted to see. And just like Anthony, you were just so sweet and you were so kind to all your fans. And I just wanted yeah. to say thank you for that. So, but real quick, congratulations on making Emmy history. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think I was, was one of the first five people that was like, wait a minute, did Katie make history just now? I was like, she's showing up there. I was like, ABC, CBS, NBC. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was all over I that. Know, I like, right? I mean, that's an accomplishment. That was crazy that <laughs> night. But so I have two questions because I know I know that you know we there's so much there's so many more questions I could ask, but you know we understand. Um, my first question is, what advice would you give to upcoming female directors? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I guess to go off of what you were saying about making history, I'm like I would say you know, go for it, like, break that glass ceiling, make history, take risks, you know, change the format of the storytelling structure, you know, create characters that have never existed, you know, say what you really want to say with a, with a piece of material, with whatever it is that you want to make. And because now is the time, you know, now is the time. People want to hear what women really think. People want to hear women's stories. Like, our ears yeah. are open. I am dying for it. I'm like, come on, come on, more, 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 more. Uh, because it, it, it's just so, it's so important and so validating. And it helps everyone. It helps men and women, you know, expand and grow and change our expectations of, of who and our, of our limitations, you know. We think, oh, I can only be this or I can only go far this far or I can only do that or because I'm this age I can only do so much. And I'm like, oh, no. Right. Oh, no, we're in a new time now and it's exciting, you exactly. know. Yeah. So, you know, I was really proud about that history-making moment in particular just to circle back to that for a second. Um, you know, mm-hmm. somebody else had to tell me. I didn't realize it. Uh, I think uh, I think it was like maybe Michael Fairman brought it up, and it was like, did I? What? What happened? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know, the uh, that fact it made me really, really proud because I because I was the first woman to do it, and that yeah. matters and that means means something to me. You know, like why there's a lot of great actresses out there doing a lot of great roles and on daytime and I want them to risk more and, and I want the writers to write them more uh, uh, so that they can, you know, really show what they can do. Um, like, I love that. And, and so if that, 
help motivate that, and I was the, I was the catalyst for that. Oh, that's so it's so rewarding for me, you know. Uh, that's great. my all-encompassing uh, answer to that question. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so yeah. my next question is sort of similar to what I just asked, but this is like my go-to question. This is my thinking question because I'm a teacher, so I make people think. If you could choose your life motto, what would it be and why? Ooh, my life motto. Uh, you know what? I actually have one. And it's just don't quit. There you go. Just don't quit. Good job. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Because there's always that moment where you're like, oh, I've had enough. Oh, I don't want to do it. Oh, I can't finish it. You know? And then that little voice comes up and says, just don't quit. And uh, and then I just drive through whatever pain that is or, you know, work through it and, um you know, and it helps give me the courage, you know, because you kind of have to have those mottos to hold on to, um, mm-hmm. you know. Now, that's not the same as if you're in a bad relationship or it's an abusive situation. Well, right. then maybe, you know, you've got to look at the options. Um, but sometimes the option is maybe you can change this situation. And I've had that actually happen to me in this not so long ago. Is, uh, I instead, uh, I addressed a problem. You know, um, and I did it in a very gracious way. I didn't create a stink, but I, you know, I addressed the problem and I helped change the situation, you know, and, uh, and then I, then people yeah. thanked me, Hey, thank you for, for the way you handled that. Um, you know, cause sometimes not everybody wants to be a jerk, you know, right. um, uh, and but, sometimes uh, holding up the tent yeah. and walking away isn't quitting. It's actually opening up a new door. Sometimes that is, yeah. Sometimes yeah. you just realize, ah, oh, this this is not this is not good for me, and I there's too much bad vibes in this place, and I just gotta go. You know, I gotta go uh, someplace else where there's more support and there's more kindness and there's a better um, environment overall environment, and like where I can thrive and grow. You know, so so that's but that's not quitting on yourself. You're you know what I mean. You're you're choosing yep, something right. very actively for yourself, a change, you know, changing for yourself. So, so there is a slight bit of parsing out of that, but, but the, but the, the saying itself is to, you know, help me kind of keep driving forward and, and, uh, and especially I think in the acting profession, you know, um, I have, I have never quit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Thank fun. you for that. Thank you, Candace. You're welcome. Okay. Now, Will couldn't be here, and I have a question from him for you, and he wants to know what elements do you look for when picking a project? Oh, what element when I'm picking a project? Boy, you know, it's changed over the years. Um, You know, uh, uh, boy, it, it all kind of has depended on, like, where I was at at that time and, I really, uh, however, do tend to find myself uh, drawn to projects or or roles um, where there's something unique about them um, in terms of structure. And I think, you know, or, or something surprising that you wouldn't expect. Um, uh, and that is, for example, like performance art or I've done some of that in, in New York um, 
and I like that that kind of work. Um, you know, being on a stage where you're, do, you know, doing a certain kind of material that is just interesting and unique. It just makes people think, you know, and like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, this is the structure that I'm not really like. That's not the usual. And I guess that's it. I like I like to to be a part of of things that make people think, or that have some sort of social betterment um, aspect to them. That's always appealing to me. Like, I always really like that part of Agnes Nixon's work. Is, Eventually, there was, she would always weave in a storyline that had a social issue kind of quality uh, to it and or raising social awareness or, or challenging, you know, some, some certain kind of um, social uh, dilemma uh, or, or prejudice. And I, I always admire how when daytime does that and does it well, how it, how it can be a really well-crafted story. And I do like to be a part, a part of those kinds of stories. Well, one that I can think of off the top of my head is the film, the short film that you did called Butterflies. I watched that, and oh, oh my God, was that impactful. I mean, I felt for that girl in so many ways. So many emotions went through me, but I absolutely Mm. love the happy ending. I mean, she came out stronger and believed in herself and I love that she shared with her mother what was going on at school because so many of these kids don't do that these days or even before Mm, yeah Uh, yeah well you know a lot a lot of um credit goes to the young woman who uh wrote it and I mean it was her story Carlotta Summers um she really did a beautiful job in terms of bringing all of her aesthetic and and creativity uh to it um hold on a second um i get spam calls like why are they bothering me um <laughs> sorry about that oh, okay. um but uh uh they uh so that that was really great and i also got to work with a dp that i had uh, hired for um two of my other shorts and so I got to give him this opportunity to to DP uh, his his first short narrative, and I you know I love doing that, and that's just sort of my my kind of I don't know I like to give people uh, their first chance, and it feels really good, and they really appreciate it, and then and then we just have a really special experience together, and so um so yeah so I'm very pr- I'm very proud of that film, and I know a lot of young people today are are struggling and you know, social media is still, you know, can be a really great uh, arena and sometimes can be really challenging in terms of, you know, the harsh words that people can use and that can be mm-hmm. affecting young people. And so, yeah. you know, uh, I thought it was an important story to tell and, you know, that she, she, she claims herself and she hangs on to herself yeah. and she fights for herself, you yeah. know, yeah. And even if she is different and she doesn't try to become what other, she thinks other people you know, want her to be, she doesn't succumb, you know, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. it. And I thought that was an important tor- story to tell. So I'm I'm really glad I got to direct it. Absolutely. And I think that that is a film, which is only, what, 14 minutes long, I think it is, that should be seen mm-hmm. in all schools. I mean, that would yeah. probably help so many kids either, you know, change themselves on how they look at what's happening in their life or go to a parent or go to a counselor or go to a teacher or somebody and tell them what's going mm. on and get some help. I really think that mm. it would make a difference. 
Mm, that's so lovely. You know, I think uh, she has a website where she is working with some some um, educators to get the film more out there. So, oh, um, I hope so. People want if you want to, yeah, yeah. It, that definitely was her intention. You know, for sure. Oh wow! Hey okay. Pam, do we have time for one more question? Um, Katie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, because I have something else I want to touch on real quick, and then I'll let Anthony ask his question. You and your husband, of course, have both worked separately on different uh, projects, indie films and such. But one movie that you guys worked together on was How We Got Away With It. And I was wondering, because I've heard over the years, and not specifically in the entertainment business, but that you shouldn't work with your significant other, you know, because there <laughs> could be issues. So what advice would you give other couples out there that are contemplating working together, but they're uncertain? Well, I think the way that John and I uh, work is there's always someone who is the lead. It's like how we got away with it was John's project you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then I am sort of the supporting voice there, right? His, his is the lead vision, and I come in to, to help, to help, basically. I take a helping perspective, you know, or John, when I'm, you know, been directing and he comes in to help, he is absolutely, like, that's his job. His job is helping, and I give him places to help, and he does that job. So I think that is it, like, someone is the point person and the other person is sort of the support. And then you kind of go back and forth that way. And, and it does work. It really does. It's important though to when the, per, whoever's in the lead, they have to recognize and, and value the help that they're getting. That's really important. Um, you know, wow. Thank you. So, you know, really give those, you know, flowers, if you will, you know, to the person, right. your partner who's going, who's helping you. You know, and then the flip side, too, you know, um, be, when you're the one that's helping, you know, don't step on their toes. Don't try to, like, you know, take over the project or tell the other person that the way they want to do it isn't the right way. You know, like, be really supportive and let that other person have that stretch of their vision. You know, that's that's their time to, you know, do things the way they want to do them. And, you know, so being supportive is kind of its own That's excellent advice, you know, because there are people out there that are both extremely talented, such as you and John, and somebody may not know how to step back. Not necessarily that they Mm -hmm. don't want to, but they may not know how to because they're so headstrong in life. You know what I mean? So that's excellent Mm -hmm. advice. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Anthony, take it away, and then we got to let Katie go. <laughs> All right, so, I mean, it is no secret that the pandemic brought about a lot of silver lining, so to speak, and there were a lot of reunions that went out there that were very, very welcomed. Um, I know Candace would absolutely die if there was an As the World, you know, turns reunion. But um, we're looking at a Pine Valley reboot in primetime, so first, it's a two-pronged question. First, if uh, there is a space for Dixie in that reboot anywhere, are you up for the challenge? And what do you say to, you know, the fans out there that are looking at these, at these possible and potential reboots, um, especially looking at what just happened with Peacock and, and uh, Beyond Salem? 
Oh, well, you know, I think um, I'm all for rebooting soap operas. You know, whatever keeps the medium out there and, and recognized and the history of these shows, I think it serves a real value simply from the point of view of the, his, the history and the long-standing relationship that the show and the characters have with the audience because it's really all about you guys. It's all about the audience and the people who know these characters sometimes better than new writers or new actors that come on, you know? Uh, so I think these reboots uh, are whoever's writing them. And I've heard of different people that they're all really showing respect to um, that history. Um, but they're also, I think they're trying to recreate or, or create something new or a, a kind of a new arc or a new journey. And I hope the audience supports that, you know, um, because sometimes things have to have their, you know, um, I don't know if you want to call it an awkward beginning or, you know, this sort of beginning where you're like, hey, this isn't exactly, this doesn't look like the show. This is new. And, you know, that weird new factor can can make the audience go, oh, that's not what I want. I don't want new. <laughs> I want my show with my people who I know. I want them. Give that to me. And, uh, you know, like, and I get it, man. I get it. I, you know, I, I, I wish that could be. I wish that could be the case. I wish like tons of these old, the wonderful shows that soap operas that used to be that are no more um, could be rebooted and brought back. I mean, boy, wouldn't that be great, you know? Um, yeah, definitely. One, you know, there's so many great shows. So I, I, um, I just say, yes, let's do it. Let's, let's bring it. Let's, and let's get it going because the longer they can run, the more opportunity that they will be able to have to bring in, you know, long, long known, well known characters and beloved characters, and uh, and weave them, weave them in, and you know, it just gives them just so much more opportunity um, for that to happen. You know, but they got to mm. have the support from the from the from the audience. You know, if that isn't there, then yeah. um, then they, you know, they won't they won't they won't survive. They won't survive. But I've because what I've heard, I mean, I've heard that Beyond Salem is very uh, successful. So I think that's great. So I'm sure there will be more. I'm sure there will be more to come. Uh, well, we're definitely looking forward to it. And Katie, we can't thank you enough, honestly, oh, for, for joining us tonight. Yes. This has been a Aww. dream come true for myself as well. I've reached out. I've reached out more than once to get you on the show. And I was overwhelmed when I saw a yes. <laughs> so. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Thank you for I, persevering. I so appreciate it. I so appreciate it. And it's oh, been so fun to talk to you guys. You've been wonderful and so warm and welcoming and kind. And your questions have all been great. And uh, I'm just so glad that I was able to have this afternoon to sort of be like, oh, this is perfect. So I could finally get to sit down and, and talk with you all. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah, thank you. I, 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 yeah. I know the other no's were not because you didn't want to. It's just because you were busy, and we respect that. So um, thank you. And tell John. Oh, thank come, you for understanding. To come, to come back. Oh, that. absolutely. Absolutely. And tell John we'd love to have him back sometime. And, of course, you're always welcome back. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. All You're right, welcome. Well, um, I, have a- I will uh, make sure John gets the message. And, and, yes, have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you. You, you too. too. Thank, thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you. Okay. Take care.
Bye. Bye. And, and I seriously Folks, was telling the truth there when back. I said that that was a dream come true for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh! I mean, it was. You should have seen of, my face when I met her at the As the World Turns fan luncheon. Oh yeah, I was there too, bro, David. You probably saw me. I mean, it was like I. Yeah, that's all I was just saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, that's a class act, and it's, yeah. I guess it's full circle for all of us because you know, three out of out of the four of us on this, uh, five of us on this call right now had moments, yeah. you know, and and I'm not joking when I tell you I was a 17 year old kid with tears streaming down my face, and you know, and she asked me, you know, do you want a hug? And I was like, you'll hug me, you'll hug me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, crazy. It's, it's crazy because it's, and I I do say this like part of daytime royalty like in all honesty really truly is and if you look at the work that she has done for this genre you know from all my children if you didn't know her from all my children you knew from Master of Turns you didn't know from Master of Turns uh take a look at what she did on Days of Our Lives because she did her thing you know and the fact that she was rewarded three Emmys let's think about this three different roles three different soap operas she literally made history. I mean, and like she said, a nomination is the automatic win, and that's how I feel about it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. For one sure. day, one day, yeah, one day I'll be nominated for an Emmy too. So I just gotta look at that. I gotta look at it. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, gonna, you know, do my thing, which I have to set off to. But I just want to say that I love you guys, and you guys are awesome, and you guys rock, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. We'll see you next week, honey. We love you, love you, love you right back. Love you, too. Yeah, now I got to go ahead and play, 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 you know, pretend to be a producer. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) All right, love you guys. Love you, too. Bye. Bye. All right. So I've got to ask the question. Yeah, Beyond Salem, was it everything? Yes, yes, we talked about it last time, and we wish you were, would have been here, but we understood why you couldn't be. We loved it beyond loved. It was incredible, <laughs> and we want more. We do. I, You know, so everybody out there, thank you so much for, you know, a couple of people who listen to the show send out some, some condolences and, and um, reach out to me personally. So I just want to say thank you for that. Um, you know, the love and support from my friends and, and, and the listeners of this show meant a lot to me. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, so I know you guys did speak about it, but I just have to put my stamp on it. Um, first and foremost, I, the, the ultimate amount of congratulations to Sony um, Peacock, you know, the producers, writers, yes. Um, yes. the actors, you know, the crew, everybody that put, I mean, the production value was incredible. The, mm-hmm. the writing was incredible. The acting was incredible. And so, you know, there, this is part of what's going to keep Days of Our Lives on, on the map. It's what's keeping it socially relevant. And I just have to say, you know, there are three other shows on the major networks Mm-hmm. <laughs> CBS, ABC, you know, open, open those eyes. Take yeah. a look. 
You, you, yeah. you know, the amount of chatter on social media, the amount of fan enthusiasm to see old, you know, old, old characters come back a, in a relevant way to see the history being so paid attention to. And, and the new idea, you know, it was an old storyline that was repurposed for something yes, that, yes. you know, you didn't have to know the Alamange. You didn't have to know the, the history of Billy Reed. But, mm-hmm. you know, when it all came together, it was so well done. And, you know, I just wanted to put my stamp on it. And thank you for, you know, thank you for, for the love and support that you guys gave me last week. Um, but, my God, beyond Salem, kudos, 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 kudos. Absolutely. Um they could have done it with all original characters that are on days now, but for them to bring back Lisa Rena and Charles Shaughnessy, who we haven't seen in a while, even though, yay, he's on GH, but we only saw him what, yes. once, <laughs> you know, and then also to bring in Zach Tinker as Sonny and, I don't know because I did not read. I did not want to read anything on social media because I was thoroughly impressed with that did with Sonny, the character of Sonny. Um, it was natural for me. And do I miss Freddie Smith? Of course. I mean, he's always going to be Sonny to me. But Zach Tinker did an excellent job with it. And then also, oh, yeah. also Adrian Franz and her husband, Oh my Stop gosh! Baby. I know. I I just what their part in that <laughs> beyond Salem cracked me up. It was so funny, and they just seemed like the perfect couple to do that. <laughs> it was so funny. What do you think, Anthony? Did you love that part, Anthony? Yeah, Anthony. Anthony, did you drop? I see his phone. Anthony. Okay. Are you? I, I don't know. What, can you hear me? <laughs> yes, now I can. can you, oh, okay. Well, first off, yes. I mean, Adrian Franz, you know, she can pull the drama. That There's no question in that without, without a doubt. But she can also pull the hysterical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she yeah. she can poke it at, at, at the persona of who she is by soap fans. And, you know, that was just amazing. I agree with you on the Zach Tinker thing. I, I absolutely love that they incorporated Eileen Davidson. You know, it might be confusing yeah. to some viewers who are so used to Stacey Heideck at this point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the nod to those of us that remember Christian, remember yeah. Lisa Mary Mora, remember Susan Banks, you know, when played by Eileen Davidson. That was awesome, awesome, awesome. And I'm sorry, but, you know, for me, again, yet again, the scene stealer was one Greg Reichardt. Greg Reichardt, absolutely. <laughs> Hands down. Hands down. He just came in and said, you know what? I am going to have as much fun with this seven minutes, eight minutes, nine minutes, whatever it ended up being. I'm going to have as much fun with this, you know, and, and honestly, you know, you walked away like, oh, my God. That boy has such fun with the talent that he has. He does. Yep. He yep. really does. He's definitely one of those characters that you hate to love because he's, you know, always trying to con somebody or trying to make out with somebody. And 
and it's always somebody's boyfriend or husband or whatever, you know, or, but he's just, he's so funny. I mean, he's just so funny. It's, it's almost a complete different character from what he plays on The Young and the on Restless. Young Restless, yeah. 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 But you know, Pam and, and David, I know, you know, you've been covering this medium for a very long time. Do you know how fearless he has to be to put mm-hmm. that out there the way that he does? You know, it, he, like Katie was saying before, like you, you, there's a point where you kind of have to just let go and let whatever the writing is for, you know, let that Take tell it the story and whatever personal feelings you may have and we spoke about this with Laura Wright last uh, two years ago sometimes you know they look at the page and they go oh my god who would ever believe this but if they go into the actual acting out of those words on the page with oh my god who's ever going to believe this then no one's going to believe it it's when they come mm-hmm. into you know what I'm going to tell this in the best way I know how and when he was I, I'm like I just was just so blown away yet again with how he, you know, he just lights up the screen. And you love to kind of hate him. You, you know, Nell Benson, Chloe Lanier. You, you know, there, there, were only, there were only, you know, a, a handful of people that you hate. You absolutely hate, but you don't want to see them off your screen. You want to see more and more of them because right, even though you right. hate them, yeah. they, they make you feel something. They push you forward. Right, yeah. exactly. What about you, exactly. Carolyn? Yeah, that's Have you been able to yes, say yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm wondering what's the word on the street? Are they going to keep the the series going? Does any has anyone heard? How no. how is it going to have more? I don't know. Oh, we haven't okay. heard. This is not official. We heard this is not official at all. But what I heard was that this was a trial a basically a trial run. And if the ratings right. which seems to be that they have that they have gotten the numbers that they were looking for, that they would produce two, um, two side piece limited run series a year for the next three years throughout the, the life of the contract of Days of Our Lives. So well, I have oh. a feeling that they're teeing up for the next one, um, in which, you know, I am so thrilled, thrilled, thrilled with the whole Gianni movie thing and the fact that they are revisiting what is probably their most controversial storyline ever this fall, the possession of Marlena. So let's no. hope that you know, the ratings will, okay. will give us maybe a Gianni producing the movie, you know, five limit, you know, five episode limited run, um, you know, in a couple months. Well, I yeah. think that's where some of the fans are getting confused because they think that it's going to be on like the days. Um, you know, our regular days, but they don't realize that, that they're planning that for the next Peacock. I think that's... Well, the, no, so we, we can, we can definitely oh, rest, no, you know, yeah. we can rest those fans assured right now. This is a limited run series. Um, it, it's a beginning, middle, and end. Uh, but with the ratings that we've shown so far, there is a very strong possibility that they'll produce another few in the next, in the next few years. Yeah, and well, I think that that Marlena thing. I think that Marlena thing is going to be on regular days. I don't think it's going to be a, a limited series. Really, really? No. Yeah. What, what, is I'm, what I'm Johnny saying, is he no, going to put put that in his movie? He's he's going to do. Uh, it looks like he's going to do Sammy's uh, life story. So maybe that's where it's going to yeah. tie in. 
Yes, but what I'm what I'm saying is hopefully with the popularity and and they they got the ratings they were looking for that they'll you know build a sh- you know a limited series around the actual making of the movie or you know like there's so much rich material to take from there's so many storylines right now that they could morph into something this this was you know completely it was so well written it was so on point with the history of Days of Our Lives but also with the characters the way they are now. You know, they didn't step out of Salem into beyond Salem and go back to a version of the character that they were before or, you know, something that we've never seen before. They, you know, they really paid homage to the history and who and the arc of the journeys that these characters have taken. So just imagine when it's time to actually film the movie, a five-episode series of, of, you know, who's going to play. And think about it. The person playing Marlena and the person, you know, and Marlena, Deidre Hall coming in, oh, no, 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 I would never have said it that way. You know, like, there's there's right. just <laughs> such rich possibility, you know. Allison right. Sweeney playing Sammy, but then playing Allison Sweeney as well. No, no. <laughs> no wouldn't have said it that way. Sammy wouldn't have slapped Carrie that way. You, you know, you've got to go for it. You've got you to make her, her cheek red. You've got to slap her yeah. so she feels it tomorrow. <laughs> right exactly exactly well we look forward to whatever they can come up with and i mean it's not the first time they did a limited series so you know i can see it continuing and you know this one the difference was between the other limited series is this one was on peacock so uh yeah and i love peacock i watch it all the time so i would definitely love to see another one on there no, no. Yeah, Anthony, well, free, free reign. So, Carolyn, our day's queen, what do you remember from the Possession storyline? And what are from you the, hoping to see this time around? Well, Ooh. let me let me t- let me tell you this, okay? <laughs> when that Possession story was going on, I was not watching Days of Our Lives on a full-time basis. I would watch it when I would go over by my friend's house because that was her story. Mine at the time were ABC. But if she was was watching it, I would watch it with her. But when it came to the possession story, I'm going to be honest, I couldn't watch it the first time I saw it and her eyes and her raised above the bed and whatever. Mm -hmm. I had to leave because there's only one movie in this world that scared me to death <laughs> for my whole I know life. I what you're going to say. <laughs> and, and that Mary's was the, baby. No. And that no, was the, no exorcist. the Exorcist. The Exorcist. With Linda Blair. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and so it was too much like that, and I was scared of having nightmares because to this day, I cannot sleep with either a light on or with the TV on. And I'm not even <laughs> kidding you. And that's a billion years later after watching The Exorcist. I don't watch commercials about it. I don't, nothing. I, and so I'm very leery about what they're coming up with that, but I know it's going to be great for all of you people that like that kind of stuff. Oh, How about you, Carolyn? Time, it was the only thing that was on because OJ was taking up the screen and Days was the yeah. only... And yeah. Days was the only soap that was running during that time. Oh, and, that's yeah, and if you look at if you look at the ratings at that time period, who was watching OJ? 
and there was a marketed drop at the one o'clock hour, twelve o'clock hour for those that that, that have days of our lives at twelve o'clock. There was a marketed drop in the viewership to the O.J. Simpson trial that people were literally turning away, saying, "Okay, I can come back in an hour, and it's probably they're still going to be asking the same damn questions, but I want to yeah. see what Mar- you know what yeah. Marlena and John are going to do today." <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think it'll be more popular uh, today because I don't know all the young kids there into all that that gory stuff. They they love it. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. something young said. You know, many people, including actors that have come on this show, have said you know, passions was way before its time. It was storytelling yeah. that the world just wasn't quite ready for. Same thing with poor Charles, honestly. You know, when they went to that 13-week um, yeah, when cycle mm-hmm. of story they arcs. The anthologies. Yeah, it, yeah. Was be, it was before its time. If, if, that, if those two shows were on right now, they would be ratings, they would be ratings blockbusters. So kudos yeah. to Dave for, you know, for stepping out and saying, you know what, this is the perfect environment. The world right now is ready to receive this, this storytelling again. Yes, absolutely. I mean, whatever draws the viewers in, they they need to do. So we need to draw I have viewers a, in. I have a feeling that they probably Days of Our Life has probably gotten a lot more viewers since um, their Beyond Salem thing, or even not just new viewers, but old viewers that quit watching for Returning. whatever reason. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they came and back to see what's going on. Yeah. And I have a feeling, you know, and if we're here in five months and and I have to eat some crow, I will, you know, fry it up in the frying pan. But I have a feeling that they're going to throw the money into it this time. The one thing that I had about the possession storyline the first time around where the effects were very, very cheesy. You you know, the story was so great that you almost didn't notice how bad the effects were at that time. <laughs> but if you, you know, if you look at a storyline like the, the train wreck on, on General Hospital or the earthquake, you know, it goes up, the money that they put into making us feel like we were there wasn't there the first time around with the possession storyline. So I'm really, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to throw the money at it that makes, us, that makes us feel, you know, like we're in an Exorcist movie. Um, and, and, you know, if not, I will eat crow five, six months from now and, and happily, you know, pour some gravy on it and take a bite. <laughs> well, it's reminiscent of uh, The Walking Dead. I mean, every everybody, all these young people I know, they I said, oh, you watch that? And, oh, we love it. We love it. I said, oh, Mm-mm. no, I can't. I can't not for that. me. My son, no. my youngest son, my youngest son watches it and absolutely loves it. He comes in here every week to tell me what's going on, even though I don't watch that kind of stuff. Um, the closest I got to zombies was watching, um, oh, gosh, the name slips. Um, the one with Carolyn Hennessy and John oh, J. York. Oh, yes, yes. The, it was a comedy. Um, Jillian Claire, John J. York, um, oh, Brian, Brian, Brian Beacock is the one that um, wrote it and everything. Oh, what is it called? Nobody remembers. <laughs> Help me here. <laughs> uh, I have it. I can't even remember. Um, where's that Sabina Flynn? She knows. <laughs> Uh, um, all right. Well, while we're while we're searching our memories for that, 
Carolyn, one more question for you. Did you absolutely love all of the cute little references between Jack A. and Marley, Marley Gibbs? Oh, wait, wait, stop. It's called Acting Dead. Oh. I just remembered. Oh, Acting Dead. Acting oh. Dead, yes. Acting Dead. Yeah. yeah. That's Post as far as I got with zombies. Dead. That was good. It was funny. <laughs> Go ahead, Anthony. Sorry. Go no, ahead. I was just asking Carolyn, did she absolutely love the the little Easter eggs that were thrown in between Mar- Marla and Jack A? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> you saw that. When are they going to bring her back? I want, I want more, more, more of that. She's, she's great. Yeah, me she's too. She's great. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. Can you believe she's in her 90s? Yeah, I saw oh, that. Yeah. She's doing, oh, yeah, hard she's to believe. Really yeah. Yep. And she just got um, her star on the Walk, oh, Walk of Fame. Fame. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And oh. I was really surprised. I was very surprised by that. I thought she would have had one by now because she surely deserved it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Florence, 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 Florence. <laughs> <laughs> Her face well, yeah. moving on up. <laughs> yes. And she actually moved on up. Yeah. <laughs> that was good, David. <laughs> well, Carolyn, what are you, you know, what are what's what do you want the edge of your seat with, with the actual actualities in Salem right now? Oh, hmm. That's a... <laughs> That's a that's a hard one. Um, I kind of I kind of like to know your input because you got you guys are you're kind of getting um, used to j- days now. Um, are you liking the storylines? Are you liking what's happening, um, Anthony? For the most I'm enthralled. I really am, but unfortunately, I think I'm in the minority on this opinion. I'm so done with Gwen. I think that they, you know, they've written this oh, yeah, storyline. Yeah. They've written her into, into a corner where I just don't care anymore. Um, I don't either. You know, they pulled Matthew Ashford off contract. He's now back to recurring. Right, um, right. I, 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 you know, I honestly, I think that they, Jack, the character of Jack, they have used and abused over the years so many times. And we're back to a point where we kind of, we're disgusted with him. We just don't care about about, um, right. you know, about Gwen. I, I do hope that, you know, Jennifer coming back into into the picture will, will evoke something that takes us away from this stalling that we're in. Um, I have yeah. to say I absolutely loved, loved, you know, I know this is this is round number three of, of this storyline, <laughs> Young and the Restless, General Hospital, um, but I love the beef that they're playing with um, with Julian and um, and Doug. Um, yeah. You know, oh yeah. It, you know it, it's the the Dina storyline was incredible. Uh, you know, there's very little. The fact that they kind of left it hanging in the middle and left us hanging for so long stalled out the emotions that we felt of it. Whereas General Hospital played it beat after beat after beat. So between those two storylines, General Hospital was the clear winner as far as consistency is concerned. But you're talking 
you're talking about a couple that has graced our screens for over 40 years. Right, um, right. On and off all the trials and tribulations. If they do what I think they're going to do with this. They better this not. Is going they to better be... not. Mm-mm. No. I know what you're thinking. Like, they what? better not. What do you think they're going to do, think... uh, Sam? What, what I, direction I do you think? I don't think they're going to kill him off quickly. I think they're going to force all of the stages of Alzheimer's. Again, I give tremendous credit to the Young and the Restless and, and General Hospital. I think that they both did a really good job with the storylines. Young and the Restless, I'm sorry that you made us wait so long in the middle and then brought it back up when we kind of didn't care anymore. Um, but I think that they both did a really good job with this. But you're talking Doug and Julie. You know, right. we're gonna. I, I'm. I'm really hoping that they play every beat. You know, well, before they the, actually. Yes, before they kill him off, basically. Yesterday he w- he was tested, and it doesn't seem like it's Alzheimer's, but I well, think she, they're going to touch on, on touch on, the elderly and dementia and their personality changes. Like, did you see it today? Yeah, I, I didn't did. Oh, I haven't. I haven't seen today's, and, and I don't mind. If, I don't mind if they go in that direction. The only thing that will no. kill this for me is if they somehow tie it into the demon possession, and you know he's like sidebar possessed, you know, or there's a you know some weird funky brain tumor, or somebody put a chip in his mind, you know, like they're going to Carolyn. Yes, exactly. But they did they something with to... Carolyn's. It started off. Yes, Carolyn's, Yeah, they tried. Like I said in the they last tried, one. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Carolyn's started off as an Alzheimer's story, and then right. later on they found out it was really not Alzheimer's because they had that Bo had to find the cure for it. So it wasn't Alzheimer's; it was something else because she had those visions and and those premonitions. So it. Carolyn's didn't end up being an Alzheimer's story after all. Right. And then it so kind of fell, fell off I the, think they learned, fell off the I think they've learned their lesson with, you know, with going off off the charts that way. Um, and I think that this might be the reparation to what fans were expecting with the Caroline storyline. Um, you know, and again, I, I hate to say it, but you know, as far as the four soaps that are left on, you know, on network television, Days of Our Lives is pushing the envelope more than, you know, far more than any of the other three. They're taking the risks. They're they're rewarding the audience, and they're taking the risks. So I really do hope that that they they hit every beat with the storyline, and you know, it's Doug and Julie. There's no other couple. Maybe Nikki and Victor, um, you know, Edward and Lila are gone. There, there's no other couple on daytime right now that could tell this storyline with the emotional impact that Maddie that, and Victor that, and Maggie. Um, no, no, not Victor and Maggie. And I, Pam, I think you'll agree with me when we all know that the Victor and Maggie storyline is cute, and we we love that they've come to terms with who each other are. But the fact that Victor's true love was Matt was Caroline for all those years, we still kind of feel sitting with Maggie as runner-up. 
Yeah. 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 The history of Doug and Julie is it, it spans four decades. You know. Yeah. The longevity. They're, yeah. The longevity. Yeah. yeah. And what makes a difference, too, is that we all know that they're married in real life. So, you know, I think that pulls at our heartstrings, too. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, that's that's what I'm looking at at days right now. Um, what about you, Pam and David? Um, um, go, go ahead, ahead David. <laughs> no, you go ahead. All right. Well, like you, Anthony, um, I'm not... I'm not thoroughly invested in Gwen and Xander. Um, I don't feel anything right now for them, but I'm hoping that, you know, they use more of the vets. I like Jack and something different than that. Revive his character again and give him some meat because he is a veteran of that show. Um, Melissa Reeves is only supposed to be back for Christmas, but I don't know what else. But I, I think we need Jennifer back more on a full-time scale, so whoever wants to take that over and give it their own. But we do need her because she's a core player, and I just want to see a lot more more interaction between the newer characters and the veterans. And that would How about you, Pam? Anything, anything sticking out for you that we haven't mentioned yet? Hmm. You know, I don't know if you'll agree with this or not, but after watching Beyond Salem, it's almost like a letdown a to letdown. go back to right yeah. regular yeah yeah because yeah. it's it's just not doing anything for me at this point i yeah. i don't know if i can pick one storyline that i want to see more of because right now um billy flynn and marcy you know just got back together for the 42,000th time more or less because she's coming back to Salem. Um, you know, we haven't seen Victor and Maggie in forever. And kids, they're all, like, trying to figure out who they're in love with. And I do like Jackie, Harry, and um, James. I do enjoy them together. Uh, there's just something about Jackie that even when she's being serious, she – she kind of cracks me up. Um, and you guys didn't see it today, so I'm not going to give a spoiler. But um, today's scene between Jack A., uh, Paulina, I should say, and Marlena was good. Um, I don't know. what I mean, what else is going on? You know, oh, Ben and Sierra, they're still honeymooning it, whether they're in Salem or not. Uh, they need a storyline. Well, yeah, they're still in New Orleans. Right. Yeah. Well, we have, we have Rafe and Ava and uh, Nicole. You yeah, know, I and I, a couple I, of months ago, yeah. Candace and I were very hot and heavy on this whole triangle, but they let it linger too long, and they, they only yeah. threw in beats, you know, when there was nothing, at you, you know, when they needed to fill a couple of minutes worth of storyline. 
Um, so at this point, I think most of the fans, myself included, have lost the momentum for this to mean anything. You know, I, I remember when Nicole was apologizing to Roman, and I thought, okay, you know what? If she takes this and she now, like, kind of grabs her, you know, virtual balls, so to speak, you know, and, and, and hits up Reese uh, for, for what she's feeling and hits up Ava for, you know, who she's been in the past. But they, they let it linger too long. So now the, the momentum is kind of gone. Well, they're going to drag yeah. it out, and their rape's going to be he's in love with two women, and that, 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 that <laughs> it could, it could you be know, juicy. But so, not. You know what's going to end up happening? I guarantee, mark my words, and we'll come back in a couple of months and, and revisit this. They're going to drag this out. Rafe is finally going to make a choice, and then we're going to find out what happened to Sammy, and Rafe and EJ are going to be either together to try to rescue her from wherever she is or a race against time who can get to her first. And who, whatever woman he chooses is going to feel the whole backlash of Rafe can never fully stop saving his damsels, including Sammy. Mark no, my right. word, that's where well, the storyline is going. Well, I've already posted on Instagram and on uh, Facebook, I know who kidnapped Sammy. Oh, yes, really? I know. <laughs> David yeah, you'll, thought, you'll enjoy Car- it. I thought. Carolyn, Carolyn didn't, and, and Anthony, I'm sure, didn't, but it was Brennan Elliott because they're making a, a Christmas movie together. <laughs> very, very cute. Very, very cute. All right, so we're looking at time issues, so why don't we hop over to Genoa City real quick. And David... Fill us in on the last two weeks in Genoa City. What do we need to know? Oh, boy. Well, the baby's here. And I think Mariah Mariah is, I think, going through a little postpartum. Mm-hmm. And are, are you up uh, to date with it, Anthony, or no? I, I am, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I, I'm sorry. I got to be honest. I, I of the four left, you know, of the four on on network television, I, I'm so disappointed right now. But go on. Okay. Um. So I guess they're gonna hire a nanny for the for the baby, and she wants all that. But I don't think that's gonna satisfy Mariah. But you know, we got on the other front, um Ashlyn came halfway out and admitted who he was. Well, not um, really. Well, he hasn't said who his really. name was, yeah. yeah. He didn't say who he was but why he did all that and, and I just I don't think, think that's a made up. Amused. I just think that's a made-up story because it's too much like Victor's, and he's trying to get on Victor's good side. Mm-hmm. Thank that's you. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, you see okay. how Vic, you see how Victor backed off. Yeah. But I do you think Victor thinks that? No. That it's made. I don't. That, no. No. Go ahead. No, Anthony. I don't think. No, I don't think Victor thinks that right now. I I think Victor is so caught up in making sure that the legacy isn't hampered 
that he's not looking at all the pieces that are moving right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I got to say, I- I'm so done with Adam. I'm so done with Sharon. And everybody that listens to this show knows that I am a huge Sharon Case slash Sharon Newman and all the other names that she is fan, mm-hmm. but I- I'm so done with them. I'm so done with Jack and Phyllis. I'm so done with Victoria. It, 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 it's just... <laughs> there's but very I, little... I want... I want Jack and Phyllis back together. That has always been my favorite pairing versus her and Nick. But don't you feel that it's so lackluster? Like, it's almost like well, there's nothing yeah. else on the canvas, so let's just kind of revisit this. Yeah, I, I do. And I'm not even because saying the writing. Done, I'm, they've done yeah. that with Nick and Phyllis how many times, too? Um, Jack and Phyllis, they've only done once. Am I correct? Twice, but yeah, no, twice. Twice? Twice. Twice, yeah. Okay. There was the whole, you know, they they loved the first time, the whole summer, who was, you know, who was summer's real daddy, and then mm-hmm. they revisited it again when Jack and Phyllis got together. It started with Michelle Stafford, but then continued when Gina Tognoni was playing Phyllis, um, and, you know, and they revisited the whole who was summer's baby daddy, et cetera, et cetera. So they've been together twice, and at this point, you know, it just kind of feels like I, I, I think they missed. I think they dropped the ball. They should have went with the Jack and Lauren chemistry a couple of months ago. They should have definitely run with that. Well, uh, you know who else I think that they should have hooked him up with, and I really thought it was going to happen was Eva Larue. Yes. Oh God, yes. Yeah. That. Would but have unfortunately, been, you know, yeah. Eva did not want a full-time contract. But that would have been that would have been amazing. Oh, she didn't want a full time contract. Okay. No. I didn't know if no. it was that or if they only wanted her for a limited time. So, but yeah, to me, I was rooting for that. But obviously, that didn't happen. Um, and Nate and uh, oh, Brittany's character. What's her name? Elena. 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 Nate and Elena, uh, they've got to do something. They're just like, oh, i got to work. Oh, you're my boss. Oh, I'm tired. i got to go home and go to sleep. They need some action. And then also um, on the flip side, uh, Brighton's character. You know, I'm sorry. I have to say this. They invested so much in the Kyle Summer storyline that, you know, we didn't get the payoff that we needed. And we were so invested that now that they're not on screen, right. the, the other characters have been so secondary at this point right. that there's no momentum for anyone else. No, they've got you know, to kick yeah. it into gear with something. Yeah. It, it, well, that, I mean, so, the little what, bit Carol? that I that I watch <laughs> of them, they need some fresh fresh blood in there. They they just need something different to kind of stir everything up because it just keeps going. It's the same old, same old. Yeah, and that was what Ashley was supposed to be, and yet you know, <laughs> you got rid of Tara, and, and I, I understand storyline vacation, et cetera, et cetera, but that was the only thing that was interesting. You know, you, you painted, yeah. they painted themselves into this corner, and you know, Everything's so stale, but there's not really anything exciting going on. Yeah, yeah that's right. There's 
And that that yeah. baby story, that uh, kidnapping of Mariah took too long, and then to have uh, to have stitched back for that to be the ending was right. so disappointing. Right. So exactly. disappointing. Exactly. So there's nothing standing out in my brain right now. I'm Billy. I'm over Billy and his always getting into everybody's business. I understand he's a quote-unquote reporter or whatever, but, you know, just get off of it for now. Um, I guess I'm looking forward to, even though you said you're tired of Victoria, I'm still looking forward to what this big secret is with Ashlyn and what's going to come out. And, and there's a there's an actor that just joined, and I don't have his name in front of me right now, that's supposed Jameson to know. Jones. What? Jameson Jones, I think it was. I think I think so. Um, yeah. That know that knows Ashlyn's background and who he really is. So I'm looking forward to finding that out. Um, and, but it probably won't happen until you know towards the wedding or at the wedding or whatever. Yeah. So and speaking of weddings, can we get into General Hospital? Um, oh my God! Yes. I'm. I'm <laughs> I, I cannot wait for this storyline to be over because this is now general hospital is usually pretty good with making things move quickly and finding endings to, to storylines. Um, but with this sunny be it Mike thing, how long has it been going on a year? Um, Almost eight months. months. Okay. Yeah. Months. Well, it seems like five years. And as I said in the last <laughs> show, I don't, you know, hold anything against Maurice because I think that him playing Mike in such a different character, he's been outstanding. And I know that I appreciate he wants wanted to do different things as well. But it's right. been forever. And today's episode, okay, did you see today's episode? Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. Today's episode with Max Gale. I wanted to cry, and I wrote this on Twitter because it was so great seeing him again, and he was the perfect person to get Sonny to realize who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, Pam, I, I take the opposite opinion of you. I have absolutely loved this storyline. Um I do think that, you know, the false starts of, you know, it's about to be found out. It's about to be found out. It's about to be found out. A nonsense soap opera history, I know they have to do this. This is what's been done for, you know, 50 years now on soap operas. I get that. So I'm right. willing to go with, but, you know, the, 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 oh, my God, the payoff has been the scenes with Jax, Nina, and, and, and Mike. Um <laughs> it's been so good, so damn good. And I can only imagine when, you know, I didn't want it to play out this way, quite honestly. I wanted Mike to be dragged back to Port Charles and not know that he's funny and not remember that he's Sonny and have to be taught all, you know, all of the history of Sonny Corinthos as he yep. slowly gets his memories back. That would have been a much better story to play. However, having said that, you know, Thank God Nina did not perish in the fire. Um, mm-hmm. the, this, the umbrella of what this storyline is going to could be and should be 
is everything. Everything. You, you know, the last well, three weeks worth of emotion. It, it's not that I hated it. I just think it went on too long. Um, I think for, for, you know, for those of us that have bought into what soap opera storytelling has been for the last, like, eight years or so, yes, you're absolutely right. For those of us that remember the Ice Story Princess line, uh, the Ice Story, uh, the Ice Princess storyline, et cetera, et cetera, we remember when it took a year, a year and a half for a storyline to reach its full storyline arc. Uh, Oh, my God, yeah. I remember one. You yeah, know, I'm kind no, of loving and, that. And it's maybe, been... maybe it's because of how they do the storylines these days so quickly that I've gotten used to those. Where, yeah. yeah, yeah, I've gotten used to it. And then when something goes on forever, it's like, are you kidding me? That could be. You know, I, I, I see where the producers want with the chemistry between Sam and Dante. I don't feel it in person. Um, I don't feel Anna and, and Valentine. I wanted to feel them. I thought it would be explosive. I don't feel it. I don't feel Finn and Elizabeth. I wanted to feel that as well, but I don't. I don't understand who this Austin is and why they, you know, why they made that decision, but I'm still trying to hold out and see. The, the only things I'm, that I'm living for at General Hospital right now is what's going on with Victor, Liesl, Scotty. Um, yeah. Coming on, you know, I absolutely, I, I'm in the minority on this as well, but I absolutely love the scenes between Jason and Carly. You know, when she admitted what she admitted, you know, and he fell right in line. I mean, that's, that's so apropos their relationship. Anybody else who's complaining about it, what did you expect? This is exactly what, what what they've been all this time, only now well, they're finally going that that third final step in saying, you know what? It's not just best friendship. I have the potential to love you, and I need to know that you'll try to love me back. I, we've been waiting for this for 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 twenty something years. Yeah, I don't. I don't perfect. remember him so ever admitting it then. No, well, never did. I. I'm one of those complainers. I don't like it, and I can't wait for Sonny to come back and get back to Carly or whatever he's going to do. I do not like Carly and Jason together because it's been a billion years since they've been together as partners, let's put it that way. And now they seem more like brother-sister to me. And it grosses me out when they kiss. <laughs> uh, you know what, Pam? I, I so can completely respect that. I, I am not taking anything away from what you just said. However, you know, there is something to be said for the character development that they both, all the things that they've both gone through, and now that the one piece that was always standing between them is removed from the situation, they can finally look at those feelings in a truer way than they were ever able to do before. And get, you know, it was Sonny that was, you know, actually it was Sonny and Jax, if you really think about it. Because when Carly distanced herself and and got away from Sonny pre-marrying Jax, she was done. She was completely done. 
there was an opportunity for her and Jason at that point. But Jax came into the mix, and Jax couldn't stand the, the – no one could. None of Sonny's partners, none of Carly's partners, and, you know, and none of Jason's partners could ever understand the bond between the three of them. And now that yeah, not, e- not even not even Sam. Not even Sam, exactly. And the one piece that's missed, that's taken out of the chessboard, it finally gives credence to them being able to say that next layer of things that they could never say to each other. I get it. I understand it, and I understand people that that like it. <clears throat> I just, I just can't. I ask Carolyn how vocal I was last week about that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. You didn't you yeah, that was that was Mike and Nina. And Mike and Nina too, yes. Can <laughs> Nina be can Nina be I, I don't want to say absolved or redeemed, but is there a path forward for Nina from this point in, in your eyes? I don't see one. I really don't. I don't see one because if you think about it, she is in trouble, not just from Carly, but from many others that are part of that family. Yeah. Okay. So let me throw this into your mix. Sonny is still going to feel for Nina what Mike felt for Nina. Sonny is going to be the one. That, that makes it okay for her, ultimately? Uh, well, maybe in the long run, but I don't think so in the beginning. No, and but, that's great storytelling, exactly. No, he's going to be furious with her at first, but when he sees the devastation of Nina as, as the final blow of everything, he's going to have a heart for her. And he's going to be the one that champions her. And by extension, so is Jax. And that's going to forge an unlikely bond between between Sonny and Jax. Maybe. What is it, What is this um, rumor about um, um, Maura West? Okay. Right now, oh, right, Maura, right now West a rumor is that I know of. Leaving Permanently. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? <laughs> Mara West is taking heard? a no. Mara West is taking a five-week shooting vacation. She will be back. Okay. Yeah, because it's, you know it's, a lot of people great. are upset, thinking that she's leaving for good. Yes. No. Yes. Mara Week will be off the canvas for five weeks. That's all. Okay. And, and I do have a little tidbit for you that okay. I got on on my one of my Zooms. When I was on the Zoom with Chad and Courtney, and he did say that they're going to do something with Michael in another direction. They're going to do something with Michael and what? Take him in another direction. But he couldn't specify for everybody. Well, I would imagine that that would have to do with Sonny Nina that yeah. whole storyline. Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, I can say that. 
All right, we've got about eight and a half minutes left, so let's jump over to Los Angeles and the Bulls and the very, very beautiful. Yeah, will we be able to do this next week, too? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, First and foremost, go ahead. Carolyn? Hello. What? (laughs) Okay. Well, first and foremost, this is the Sheila storyline that they should – well, let me rephrase that. The carefulness that they're putting into the Sheila storyline is what they should have done four years ago when they brought Sheila back. When she was first there, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they're making they're yeah. making yeah making everybody wait. So she's gonna she's gonna be uh, hot and heavy this time. Is it this time around? Is it better? It's a little so, better. It's well, let's okay. say it's much better than her last time because that the last time left her um, a waitress and <laughs> and you didn't see her you didn't right. see her full throttle. Right. Well, from what I just heard, uh, Sheila is going to uncover a secret that we have not seen on screen that ties into the Quinn Carter storyline. And when Sheila gets a hold of whatever information, it's going to rock the whole entire canvas. Sheila is about to blow up every storyline on the canvas. Um, So I am eagerly, eagerly anticipating when this starts to drip out. Um, something that I hasn't been on yet? Yes. Something that we have not seen on screen. Sheila's going to come back with information we've never seen before and blow the whole entire canvas out of the water. Um, and I, I have a theory, and I have a, if you watch the interaction with Finn, Sheila, and, um, uh, and Steffi uh, last week, there's a yeah. clue in there. If you go back and watch it, there's a clue as to what Sheila's going to come back with. Hmm. Well, I thought it'd be Jack, but right. everybody knows about Jack. Well, but they no. don't. But they, they don't, don't know. They don't know what, that he knew who Sheila was and what she was about and all of that stuff and, and that he's the father. Or wait, does he all know right. they so, know that he's the father? Yeah. I'm going to tease this so that when we come back to this in, in two weeks or four weeks, um, I'm just going to tease this. We've hinted on this show that we don't like the fact that Sheila has other offspring out there that just, you know, for all intents and purposes, don't exist. Well, let's talk in about three weeks. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Let's talk in three weeks because the Bold and the Beautiful well, Universe is about to be completely flipped. And we're going to see Sheila. We're going to see the Sheila that we all love to hate. That's good. Uh, that's good. Yeah. She was classic. We need her back. Having, having said all that, um, I, I hate to say this, but they really, 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 really need to start rethinking Brooke. I don't. I, I'm. Oh God. I mean, the only Brooke, thing, the only thing Brooke and Ridge are doing right now is just going after Eric about Quinn. That's all I've seen for what months. 
Mm-hmm. The one thing that the Brooke character, you know, up until this point, with one or two slight exceptions, is she's never really been a hypocrite. She's always called it like it really is. At this point, she's like Liz from five years ago on General Hospital. Right, right. Pointing right. out, yes, she's, she's, you know, they've, they've turned her into the moral compass of, of mm-hmm. the bold and beautiful landscape, and she's never mm-hmm. been that. And, and so, you know, when we look, no, when we look at her, it's like, ew, you know, I don't like you anymore. And, and I've rooted for you for, you know, 25 years, 30 years now. Yeah. I mean, with her background, she shouldn't be able to say a word <laughs> about what Quinn does. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, and she's been with all the foresters. At least uh, Quinn's only been with Eric. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. with a minor flirtation with Riz, so let's not forget right, they did right, kiss. Right, right, you know, They yeah. never got any more than that, but they did kiss. Right. <laughs> right, but Brooke has been with all those men, and the only one she didn't have a, a child with was um, uh, Thorn? What's his, Thorn, yeah, yeah. Thorn. And, and um, oh, oh, my God, uh, the son, what's his, Thomas. Yeah, Thomas. Thomas. Oh. Yeah, let's let's not forget the merit the magic Oh, oh god. god! Oh, that was horrible. Horrific. That was a that horrible storyline. Oh my gosh. Oh, I um, I'm so <laughs> glad that that thing didn't last forever. Well, we are rolling up on our two hours i i want to just say oh my god katie 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 thank you thank you for your yes. your honesty your your vulnerability and and for coming on to take your radio i know it was a dream of pam's it was most definitely a dream of mine yeah but you got to meet her in person so this is my way of having a dream i mean just uh, there's just certain Actors and actresses, don't get me wrong. I enjoy every single one that we have and had the pleasure of speaking with. And it's just, like you said, Katie's daytime royalty. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's been such a pleasure. I'll be thinking about this all night. Let's throw a quick little nod to Candace, who had to leave us early because she's putting the finishing touches on the new season of Forever in a Day, which should be dropping any moment. Can't wait for that. And we will be back next week, aren't we, Pam? Back next week with another great yeah. show. Absolutely. Yeah. And right. thank you, everybody, for joining me tonight. I'm so glad you were able to make it, Anthony. We all had Absolutely. great questions, and I know Katie appreciated those. And hopefully they were no questions she's had before. You know, that's what we strive <laughs> to do is to come up with something different because we know they all go through a lot of interviews. So um, thanks. And we look forward to hopefully having John Lindstrom back on again. Absolutely. Sounds See good. you guys next Sounds week. Good. Big hugs. All right. All right. Love good night, my everybody. Radio family. Thank you for all the condolences. I really appreciate them. Good night. You're, you're welcome. You're good welcome. night. You're welcome. Night.